Welcome to a new episode of NY Jets Fans with hosts Davin and Kyle. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast. Now that the draft is over, we're going to get into our grade in a minute. But, of course, we got some breaking news. Quentin Williams, uh, he got a broken uh, man. It sucks. He's going to be out for eight to ten weeks. And now, um, well, Kyle, I know you have the details. Could you give some details on what happened with Quentin Williams and how could it affect the uh, – will it affect the um, the defensive tackles? Um, yeah, apparently it's a, a fractured bone in his foot. And it said, yeah, like you said, it will take um, roughly about eight to ten weeks to um, – you know, to recover. So that puts him, you know, coming back maybe like late July, early August, which, you know, hopefully that should be at least enough time for him, you know, to get some somewhat of um, some playing time in before the season starts. Um, if anything, though, um, like that's one of the positions I would say at this point, we have um, pretty decent depth at, you know, um, signing um, Hankins and we already have um, um, Foley and, you know, picking up the, you know, one of my um, favorite guys in the draft and um, Jonathan Marshall. Um, I think, you know, we should be pretty good at that spot, you know, at least until he gets to be um, back in playing condition. Right. And I know we have some defensive, we signed some defensive linemen, uh, the, the veteran, uh, Vinnie Curry. And and I, I just know we we good in that department. <laughs> I think yeah. what scared this was the um, more of the linebackers and the and the cornerbacks. So it's, it's good that Williams won't miss a season game because he has improved last season. So, you know, we we would love to see what what he can contribute to, to that next season. Yeah, especially under under Salah's tutelage, you know. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So we'll we'll figure out more, and you know, when we figure out the update on when he's coming back, we we'll, we will let y'all know. So now, now it's the draft, <laughs> you know, and we was very excited for the draft. Um, I know a lot of Jets fans was very excited, uh, maybe about the first four picks, I will say, but. I know you feel a different way, Kyle. So <laughs> this will be very exciting to talk about this. So yeah. um, get get you know give us what what was your positives and and what was your negatives towards the Jets draft? Um, at this point, I'm just gonna you know go with the flow with it. You know, I wasn't the biggest um a Wilson fan, but um, at this point, you know they. They got some O-line help. They got a couple of weapons, you know, to help them out. So I think that, you know, inevitably this would be a better direction um, for, you know, bringing in a rookie quarterback into your, into your program, you know, giving them something to, to work with. Whereas I think with Sam, uh, it was Gase's, uh, I should say, I guess his, is I say stubbornness to a degree, but you know I just just <laughs> his his feeling that he could turn Sam into the savior of New York Jet football, you know 
when, right. especially when you talk about you know the comparisons and talk about hey yeah you know you look kind of manningish out there like <laughs> I don't even understand why that would be you know something right. that you would put into the kid's head especially you know not to say you don't want to encourage him but that's a very high ceiling to put on a kid that really didn't show anything because he didn't have um one the you know the proper the proper tools around him the first year he was in here with um with bowls and you know just how they you know address certain things in terms of uh the offense you know so with that like i said um other than that um I would believe, like, I, I didn't really have a problem with too many other things in the draft. Uh, the only one I would say, for me personally, uh, I understood the Michael Carter pick, you know, the running back um, pick out of North yeah. Carolina. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I understood that, I understood them taking him there at four, especially when um they had him graded as high as a second round pick um me personally especially now seeing how the board fell uh i would have actually preferred to have taken um jabril cox with that number Agreed. four pick right. um especially since the the linebacker um the linebacker core that we had you know is transitioning from uh Four three scheme and I mean from a three four scheme into a four three scheme. So um, Jabril Cox, his skill set in terms of you know being able to play the run as well as being a decent cover guy, I thought would have been an asset. And then following up that, um, seeing that in the fifth round, uh, we could have gotten our running back there and drafted um, Gainwell. Because he was there, he was still available when they made the um the Sherwood pick. So, yeah, which was surprising. <laughs> right. So for me, that that to me was um the 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 factor for me in terms of a grade wise being the difference between the the B that I give them and the A that I think they could have gotten with those different picks. Yeah, and you know, I felt like some of the, <laughs> some of the guys that you know that they had chosen on in cornerback, not not the uh, the safety that was um basically going into that linebacker, the will route, the will right, right, you know, the will mode. But the cornerbacks, I just felt like they Joe Douglas is like like had like names in a hat and just <laughs> picked one out and chose one. So I was kind of like confused and I was like, what? I was like, how? But you you know what? Maybe Salah has a has a plan. Um I'm still hoping maybe he would get like a guy like Steven Nelson. Even if it's Richard Sherman, I know he's not the best, but at the same time it would be good to bring a veteran guy there just to get them young guys, you know, amped up and give them a start towards their career, you know, because our guys are in the cornerback is, is very young. And that is right. so weird for us. When's the last time we ever had guys that's, that's that young? <laughs> yeah, it's like almost a whole new crew. You think about, 
between Hall and uh, Jackson and um, Bless Austin and Didry, like all these guys have combined maybe five years experience. So, <laughs> Lord Jesus, oh man, <laughs> and it's crazy. Plus, plus we're gonna have the rookie. So this is this is gonna. I think it's gonna be one hell of a ride. And I I gave it a, a B plus. I you know I'm if if people heard the episodes, they know I'm I'm big on Zach Wilson. Um, I definitely like the trade up for Veriteca. I think yeah. that that would that's what made that draft very important. Is that Joe Douglas is still finding a way to get that old line amped up, you know, for for to, to help out Wilson and you know and try to make him a success. But you know what? Also, Donald actually won in the draft too because of the fact that the matter is that that. Joe Braden, they they drafted Terrence Marshall Jr. They gave him a little bit of blocking, and and they drafted a uh, Truba Hubbard. So yeah. I'm so th- this is no excuse for Darnold, in my opinion. You know, Darnold can can win, can can win this draft. You know, with Joe Brady and Wilson could also win, and and with with the with the blocking that he has already, and. I don't who 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 could be that that starting right guard because I know Fant McGovern um it's going to be Tucker and it's going to be it's going to be Makai Becton but who's could be the right guard because I was thinking of Cameron Clark but we haven't saw him play not one game last season right right yeah I'm I'm, I'm believing Clark um may get it um there's also I would say the dark horse um in this in the guard from BYU, Hodge. You know, yeah, they they draft him as an un, um, undrafted uh, free agent. And remember, um, I have I don't remember if I had mentioned this on previous podcasts in terms of just BYU's O line, but uh, they had the second best uh, ranked, uh, or should I say, graded O line according to PFF last year oh wow you know, that's the only right the only the only o-line that was graded higher than them uh was notre dame wow so getting a guy from you know that o-line onto the team like i said he could be a dark horse to probably win that uh right guard spot right and then that that's what makes it and that's what make will make it interesting because our our line is young and this line could potentially be, I'm not going to say top 10, that, that's talking crazy. Maybe <laughs> potential top 15, top 20, you know, um, and it's all depending on how, how they gel because, you know, three of the guys is coming back. So that's, that's, that's good, you know? Right. And I, I just feel like with Michael Carter coming in and Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore is, he, he's woof. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I, I'm, I, <laughs> I like Elijah Moore. His route running is great to me. Yes, very smooth um, in his routes and his change of direction is is off the chart. <laughs> that I, I I feel like I feel like that was I feel like that was one of those picks where we need it because we still have um who we got Crowder coming in on this last year of his contract and we have right. Keenan Keenan Cole that's coming in yeah. on a one year contract as well. So 
yeah, so this, <laughs> so I think it was a much needed needed move. But you know, just watching the kid and watching this video, he 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 looks very promising and very ready. So hopefully, him, Mems, and <laughs> Crowder. I know I know people is saying Crowder should be traded, but I don't think they should get rid of yeah. Crowder. To be yeah, honest with you, yeah, I believe they should they should hold off on that unless. Maybe someone trades for him, but at this point, I don't think uh, we should let him go, especially since um, for us, I think money isn't an issue right now. I think even after we sign our our, our free agents and possibly, you know, release the guys because, you know, <clears throat> with the 53-man cut down, yeah. uh, I believe, you know, we should, our cap should be somewhere around, you know, maybe 10 to 12 million when all is said and done. So, I don't see uh, as a big need to get rid of your most veteran wide receiver right now, especially being uh, probably one of the best slot corners in the league. Right, exactly. And 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 Crowder can also, you know what? Crowder has been decent for for us, especially with Donald. Like even though Donald's been struggling, you know, we could say the whole line, we could say Donald's mental. We can say a lot of things, but at the end of it, Crowder still brought up the numbers and he still did what he had to do. And, you know, get having him on there to give Wilson a, a nice head start as that veteran guy could, could really help out that offense and boost that offense up. Yeah. So, so at the, at the, so basically, so with the safeties, um, how do you think that could work out changing them into the linebackers to work on the, on the wheel? Um, it's a, it's, a, it's funny how, how that whole, uh, thing went down with, in terms of drafting those two guys, because when they drafted, uh, when they drafted Sherwood, I immediately was like, I knew what they were doing in terms of drafting him to, you know, play that, that will linebacker, but, and, um, in a Facebook group that I was in, someone posted the uh, the pick, and I was like, right after, I was like, um, Nadler Dean is better. Yeah. And literally, <laughs> you know, three picks later, they picked Nadler Dean. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm not gonna be mad at the Sherwood pick because he was someone. <laughs> you know, Nadler Dean was someone that uh, you know, I would target in some of my mock drafts. So I was like, okay, cool, great. They 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 got the guy that. You know that I like so right, and actually, Jets fans actually loved that pick too. Like, literally, I think on Twitter they was going, they was like, "Oh, this was a wonderful pick. This could be a still." Yeah. I think something about like his injury had played the part in why yeah. he was chosen that low. Yeah, he um he injured his uh I think his ACL like in the beginning of the season, but to his credit, I think he missed like the first seven games and came back and played anyway when they were saying he really didn't need to. So that's, to me, that's just wow. good credit to show that it's, you know, his grit to be like, oh, no, I want to go out there. I want to play with my guys if, if I'm able to, you know. But, yeah, right. he's definitely, he's definitely, um, to me, I see him as a great fit for the Will side because the boy can stick. Like, if you watch some of his highlights, um, there's a couple of them that I saw on YouTube where, He's coming down from the safety spot and just laying hits on people 
at the line of scrimmage. Some of them fumble, you know, from the ball after the hit. So he's definitely has that that linebacker type mentality in terms of being physical that you would, you know, you would need in that spot. Yeah, man. You know what? You know what? I I like I I kind of understood why they didn't draft the linebackers. I'm guessing Salah is really serious about the all gas, no breaks. I don't, I, <laughs> I have no idea what, what was going on. I, I just want to know about the cornerbacks. Cause like I said, some of these cornerbacks like uh, Pinnock, um, we got another Michael Carter, which was, which uh, people joked about. Um, yeah. I think that's the road. That's the road. He was cousin, right? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, Michael Michael Carter and it, it was like one or two other guys. Um, I'll I'll bring their name up in a second, but yeah. Um, the I other just, guy was um Ickles. Thank you. Yes. And I know, and I know you had a joke when uh, I think you played dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, guy. You know, cheap shot at him, and he flopped. You know, in very LeBron LeBron esque style, just laid out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, but I, but you know, like what, what is them guys gonna gonna basically come and do? Because I know that um, Bryce Hall's coming back. Um, just like you said, you said the names, especially Austin. Um, do you think? Do you think them guys could could fit? And another question: Do you think that that Hall and um, Austin could fit in that Salah type defense? Um. Honestly, I would say it's to be seen. Uh, I was telling someone else that uh, I believe the only reason why I believe like they really didn't go for a higher rated corner in this in this um, particular situation is because our pass rush was practically non-existent. And if you don't have a pass rush, like you can have some great corners, but they can only cover someone, but but for so long, without Correct. a pass. You know, um, as far as the, as far as the guys that they got, um, it's interesting that two of them have uh, Revis connections. One being, you know, the cousin, and then um, Peanut being from Pittsburgh, which is um, where you know Revis is from. Correct. And, you know, he said he actually became a Jet fan because of Revis. So it was just a surreal moment for him to actually be drafted by the Jets afterwards. Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, one thing I did realize um, in terms of checking uh, some of the, you know, the, like some of the stats and stuff of these guys, like from their, their 40 times and stuff. Uh, yeah. Post, most of the guys that they got in terms of like the, the secondary guys, except for the, the two guys that they're looking to play will, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. the other three, all ran like four three forties. So my my understanding would be, you know, you get these guys in, see what they got, see how they contribute. But on the very, you know, the very minimum, with guys that can uh that has, you know, four three speed, they're to me, I think they will be perfect gunners. You know, for special teams, especially when, you know, we have a guy, a man, you know, that we drafted who has known to be able to really, you know, put the boot to the ball. So you're going to need guys with that type of speed to, you know, get down there and cover when, he, we, you know, he's booming them kicks. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, makes at the bare minimum, I see that that being the case. Right. And I think that makes a lot of sense when, when you make those points. So I feel like at the, at the end of this, I feel like, I feel like um, this was a better, a better draft because I feel like Joe Douglas came more with a, with a game plan, him, you know, him, you can see the chemistry is better with, with him and Salah than with yeah. him and Gates. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like they came more with a better game plan than last year because I just felt like last year it was okay, but it wasn't as solid as this one was, you know? Yeah. Well, so, okay, part of that, you got to remember, you know, Gates was in the building, so who knows what his influence was in terms of draft picks last year. Yeah, um, and I was hearing about uh, like like Michael Carter could come come in not not as like a starter, but all, but could, could contribute big. And what what does that mean for P Ryan? Because remember, P Ryan got drafted last year, and I think it was because of Gates. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm not too sure how P Ryan is going to fit into this system. Uh, like. I can see Ty Johnson being because Ty Johnson, he's someone that really has, at least for me, when I was looking at him in terms of some of his runs, you know, when he sees the hole, it's like he drops it into another gear and he's out, you know. Um, P. Ryan, to me, doesn't run like that. He's more of a methodical runner. You know, he, he's like, he waits for holes and, you know, follows blocks, you know, into certain situations. And I don't think that's, you know, particularly what we're going to be looking for in this um, the zone scheme they're probably, that they're probably going to implement. So uh, I really couldn't tell you what's, what's his future that's going to be like with the Jets. No, because I know we still got Ty Johnson and we have a couple other guys. Like, I think we still got Adams too, right? Adams, yeah, we re-signed Adams, but yeah, he's another right. one. I, I'm not and sure. Then, and we have Coleman as well. So it's, I think I think it's going to be in, very interesting to see how, you know, the, the, the OTAs and the minicamp and all of that goes for, for these guys. I feel like everything is, like, on the table right now as, of like, starters and, and backups. You know, so this is going to be interesting from from a running back standpoint of view, because Ty Johnson actually did did good the last. What was it? Two or three games of the season. Yeah. And I said he, he, he showed out, you know, both both in running and um, catching passes out the backfield. So, yeah, not remember. Not remember fans was pissed off at. I think was it him or was it Gore that that uh, he had that? I think it was him that he had a nice performance because they thought it was going to mess up the draft. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. Draft pick. Yeah. <laughs> it was well, that. It was that game against too for that first down too. <laughs> yeah, it was that game against the Rams. Like he, yes. he really showed out. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know the Rams had one of the best defenses, if not the best defense last season too. Exactly. So, so yeah. So I mean, it's it's positive. And then, of course, you know, there's there's negatives. At the end, at the end of the day, I I, in my opinion, I don't know if you agree or not, Kyle. That they they finally, I feel like they finally is on the right track. It's it's hard. Yeah. It's easier said than done, and it's harder. It's like basically hard for you know. It's hard to say it because we haven't saw it yet on the on the building <laughs> season, but. Yeah. I, I just that's that's how I feel. Like I said, when I saw JD get excited, get pumped, 
and the God, you know, him and Salah, Salah is happy for Elijah Moore. I, I, I just felt, I just felt that great chemistry between them two. They, they don't know each other from a hole in the wall. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it could, this, this is definitely gonna, gonna work out with them two, and I can't wait to see what, what, what they bring. You know. Yep. Yeah. So. You know, now now that we got to the Jets, you said your, your grade. Sorry about that. Your grade was a B, right? Um, yeah, B. I can I can get away with a B plus, but I said I, it was a solid draft. I said I just felt with the the picks I um I mentioned earlier that yeah. to me that would have rated an A. But with the personnel that we got here and having somewhat of an idea of what they're trying to do, like I really can't be upset with um the draft. Especially, you know, they, they made it up to me by drafting two of my guys in uh, Nasruddin and um, Jonathan Marshall. So those yes. are the guys that I was looking to, to, you know, to bring onto the team anyway. So they got them. So they kind of like made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. You know, me, I gave them a B plus. Um, it could change when the season starts. It all depends on how they perform. But right. you know, like I said, they I, they get a B plus from me. So and 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 it's very solid. And it's very good. Um, basically, just in your opinion, because we didn't we didn't get to it. But um, I know I know about Wilson. If if you was if you was Joe Douglas, how would you have done the draft differently? Because I know that Matt Jones was drafted fifteen. Phil's yes. was drafted ten, and. It it was crazy, and 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 I and I I remember that she was like, I'm I'm kind of upset about this because we could have had a great draft capital. So how would yeah. you have done things differently? Um, like I said my my uh, initial thought would have been to you know like I said to obtain uh, as much draft capital as as possible because it's a rebuild. Um, Correct. But based on certain things that happened, you know, pre-draft, uh, my ideal scenario would have been to get on the phone with Denver and try and get as many picks as possible from Denver for them to move up to two. And for me, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, talk down on him in terms of because of all the talent he had around him, but I would have been perfectly fine with Mac Jones at nine. Um, I think the kid, you know, he's hella accurate. You know, they talk about, oh, he was thrown to, you know, all these high caliber receivers, but they have to realize that was last year when he had all those guys. This year, he did have Smith who won the Heisman, but Waddle only played four games. So right, the right. other guys that he was playing with were not the, the star marquee guys that everyone was talking about. And with losing, you know, uh, rugs and losing uh, Judy from last year to the draft, mm -hmm. he came in there and broke a record for completion percentage with less people. So wow, <laughs> my thing is like, if he's able to do that, like to me, if you put him in the right system where only thing he has to do is, you know, get his reads and, you know, just make the, the throws as accurately as possible, I would have been perfectly fine with Mac Jones, especially seeing, uh, you know, the talent that we got, like able to getting uh, 
and Elijah Moore. Like, I would have been perfectly fine with Mac Jones and those extra picks to, you know, just bolster a, a team that needed as much uh, talent upgrades as possible. Yeah. And, you know, it, like I said, it was just strange because even even I think I said I, I thought Phils would drop fifth and Phils dropped fourth, you know, and it's not to say Phils. Phils, I think Phils will be a decent quarterback. It all depends on how Chicago is going to, you know, build around him. And, nice. and you know, it's, it was just it was just the crazy, but I think it was I think it was a, a good, you know, draft overall, you know, even though we got a couple of questionable picks, <laughs> but, you know, we'll get there in a second, but you know, I, I was okay with with Jones. I was okay with with Phils, and I was okay with Wilson. So either way, this was a win win situation for for the Jets. It was a win win situation. <laughs> either way, yeah. you know, can't can't yeah. disagree with you on that one, Kyle. Um, let's let's talk about our winners and losers of the draft. Um, you have any teams, um, NFL teams that you thought won? Um. One team in particular, in terms of just their entire draft, that I thought did a great job in terms of what they were able to get was the the Carolina Panthers. Like I yeah. really, from from top to bottom, like they got guys like um, I know uh, I know they complained about you know his weight and stuff like that, but you know, they got Brady Christensen, who was the second, I think he was like the second highest graded uh, tackle at some point, um, mm. because um, based on um, PFF, you know, they got him who he's, he's, he's showed that he can be a good left tackle, even though they, you know, the talent level might not have been the greatest. Um, I particularly saw one instance where he played up uh, against Houston, which Houston has a defensive end, which is the guy uh, the Saints drafted by surprise. I didn't understand how he drafted him first round, but uh, the the defensive end that the the Saints drafted, yeah. Peyton Turner. You know, mm. I've seen you know Christensen go up against him and did pretty well. Like Turner got. A couple of pressures but for the most part he he did a very good job against him so for me you know seeing stuff like that and then they also you know horn is definitely you know a good pick for them at eight uh to come back and then follow up with that to get another corner at you know in the fifth round and uh keith washington i mean so, sorry keith taylor from washington like that guy you know in terms of uh, some of the film I was watching him, I personally liked him. You know, I thought he was like a hard-nosed uh, type guy. Maybe needs some work in terms of just fundamentals, but I liked him, you know? So mm. to me, like, just up and down the line, like, you just look down the list of, of the players they got, especially, um, you know, with Chiba Hubbard and um, Davion Nixon and um, Shea Smith. Uh, the wide receiver from South Carolina. Like, they got it to me. I think they got an entire draft of players that's going to be able to contribute for them, you know, almost immediately. Correct. 
Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I got to give the Vikings credit. Man, you go, you get Christian Dursaw, um, yeah. you get Chad Surratt, yeah. and then, and you know, and also you get Kellen Mond. Like, what is that? Like, what would that mean for, for Kirk Cousins? Even yeah. though he signed that extension, like, like having getting Kellen Mond that number, you know, second round is like, what, what's what's y'all trying to say? You know, like yeah. <laughs> Kirk Cousins messed up. What is what is young man start? Because I know they said he had like problems. I think is um, I think it was twenty nineteen season, but he like fixed it twenty twenty and had excellent year. So it was it was kind of questionable, but you know, I like I like the Vikings. Um, who else did I like? Man, it was so much. Um, the Eagles. Okay. The Eagles were shocking. Um, Devonta Smith, Dickinson, and uh, Gangwell. You, they, you can't ask for it better. You can't ask for that much better, you know. And they, yeah. in the offense, to try to improve it. So, I had those. I, I had those two. I think I had another one. Let me see. I did. I had another one. You know what? I did. It was the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Newsome and JOK and Anthony Swartz. <laughs> like what the <laughs> like what what are they trying to do? Or are they trying to build a championship team around Baker Mayfield? Or I'm surprised they didn't trade Odell Beckham. That was one guy I thought they would trade in that draft, but they didn't. Yeah. I think maybe based because you know he's still rehabbing, so people didn't know exactly what they might have been getting, you know, with him. So hmm. maybe that kind of like you know. Gave them a little bit of uh, wariness in terms of what they, the compensation should actually be, you know, because I, I'm pretty sure if someone said, yeah, I'm giving you a six for Odell, Cleveland's going to be like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Especially when you gave up what they gave up to, then they give up like two first rounders and a third rounder and, and uh, Jab- Jabril Peppers. <laughs> yeah. I know they gave up a lot to get Beckham. But but it seems like just to me, um, I just felt like without Beckham, the team seems like they gel more and they feel like and the offense is, a, you know, a lot better. It's no disrespect to Beckham. You know, yeah. Beckham is a great wide receiver, but I just feel like the team is better with, without Beckham. Yeah. I was going to say there there's actually. Um, two of the teams that you mentioned, like I also had, you know, my eye on in terms of just being a good draft in Cleveland and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say there's two teams that I I also gonna give at least an honorable mention to, which is uh, Detroit. Yes, you know, being able to get Sewell at seven, and then that front line might mm-hmm. be something very formidable because. In the second and third round, they were able to pick up for me um, in my uh, in my list for defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. They picked up the number, if I'm not mistaken, the number two and the number three guy that I had on my list in the second wow. and third rounds. And um, Le- Levi Omazariski uh, uh, and uh-huh. um, Elon McNeil. So wow. to me, having those two guys up front, they might be a real menace for people, you know, in years to come. And the other team uh, is 
the Colts specifically for them picking up uh, Quiddy Pay and Dejo um, Odeyingbo, mm -hmm. uh, two, two good defensive ends that also had, um, I think I had rated on our, on our, on a podcast for the defensive end list. Like yep. you're pairing those two guys with Buckner. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, that's going to, that, again, that might be a line that people might have to worry about for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's man. Listen, I, I feel like, I just felt like certain, certain teams won. Um, you know what? You got to give Chicago Bears some credit too. Just, just getting, just trading up ten spots to get that, to get Justin Fields and to get Tevin Jenkins. Like you got, I, I give them, I give Chicago credit as well. You know, they finally did something right. Um, how did, how did you feel? How did you feel about the cow, the Cowboys draft? In all honesty, like the Parsons and the Cox, because they, they was drafting defensive players like crazy, and I was like, like, what are they trying to build around Dan Quinn? <laughs> right. Um. I actually think that, you know, that was another pairing, kind of like with the two defensive ends that I was talking about, the two defensive tackles I mentioned earlier. Uh, Parsons and, and Cox, uh, like I said, they're, that's a good combination to me to, to have it. Both those guys can play, you know, have range to play all over, you know. So, you know, to couple that with, you know, they got a, uh, what's the the guy that's the safety Neil? Yes, you know they Keanu signed Neil. Yeah, yeah. they signed Neil to, to to play the will, and you know, to me, I think that like I said that was a uh, that was a definitely a, a power move for them. Um, in terms of like some of the other guys that they got, um, Kelvin Joseph, you know, people were big on him. He mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, one of my favorites, but I know he's. His stock rose like in the last couple of months leading up right. to the draft. So picking him up was a plus. Uh, and uh, I think the defensive tackle from UCLA, right? And that was one guy I think people were uh, were slowly starting to talk about, you know, later on down the field. Um, it's not Ode, Ode Zua. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> not quite sure how to pronounce that, but yes, yeah, the defensive tackle from UCLA, like he's somebody that you know was coming up later on in the draft as well. So I'm saying, think about who they have on the offense. You know, like do they really need to to add anything to that offense outside of you know maybe O line, which they did pick up two guys, but. In terms of wide receiver, they're good. Quarterback, they're good. Running back, they're good. Like, so it kind of makes sense for them to go defensive heavy like that because that was definitely a weakness of theirs. Right, right. And you know what? I, you, you, I got to give the Chargers credit. They got Rashawn Slater and they had guys Sante Samuel. And and I, man, I, I don't know. I had to give Chargers they credit. They, they. They build in the right way for for Herbert, so you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt like that was good for them as well. But you know, but you know what, the Houston Texans. Oh my God, what what was they doing? 
who who was they drafting? Who's who was the quarterback? Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they 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 were definitely one of my losers of the draft. Not only for the draft picks, but just how the whole their whole situation is being ran. Like, you know, to me, they lost the draft before they picked anybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Man, I was just so I was like confused, you know. And and I know your boy Trash, he got uh drafted by the Bucks. Yeah. And I know and I and I know and I know you was thinking this is a win-win situation for him being under Tom Brady for a year or two. Exactly. Yeah, what a better person to learn off of, you know what I mean? And especially them being pretty much similar bills and you know, types and stuff for, you know, Trash is obviously a uh you know, more athletic than than the 43-year-old Brady. But I think from a, a sense of quarterbacking in the pocket, I said, I think he can definitely learn a thing or two to, um, you know, eventually take over the reins and probably be, you know, do a little something over there. Right. Exactly. So I, so I, so I know you was just like, damn, damn, damn. But you know what? <laughs> At least he got drafted. At least he got drafted in the second round, which is well deserved for him. And yeah. hopefully it'll work out for him, especially when Brady retires after this year or next year. Then you know Trash will come in and we'll, we'll be able to play with God with the with with a hell of an offense. So he yep. should be fine. He, he should be fine. So yeah, that was that was good for him. Um, also, you know what? Also, oh Lord, you know you know who you know who I thought didn't do too good was Seattle. And the reason why I say Seattle is because Russell Wilson has been complaining about that offensive line and they really haven't helped them. They didn't help him build that, build that line to protect them. I think the last nine out of 10 years, he, he was the, um, the quarterback that, that got sacked the most. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's been, I think either sack or hit the most like in the past X amount of years. <laughs> Yeah, and and that right there to me was just like, you know, you got you got your quarterback, you know, your your money, your money man, and y'all saying y'all gonna keep him, but y'all not boosting the line to help him out. It's good they got a wide receiver for him, but at the same time, like, how is that gonna help Wilson out? And he's and they still didn't boost that offensive line to help him. Yeah, that that was another team that I said they they lost the draft before they picked anybody. Their first round pick this year, you know, is was um Jamal Adams, and their first round pick next year is gonna be Jamal Adams. So oh again, they, they lost before they even they even uh submitted a card. Like right. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 take them draft picks. We said thank you. <laughs> We definitely said thank you. Um, any other teams you you got on your card that lost? Um, I wouldn't quite say lost, but I don't understand why Buffalo didn't make a run at one of these running backs in this class. Like there was so many that they could have gotten, but they didn't. So I I I can't see them with where they were going, looking at, uh, who's the running back, uh, Singleton? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't see them. That looking was very at... important for them to get a running back. Yeah, like they, 
Singleton's like their, their main guy now. So, so it's like, for me, it's like, why? Like, why didn't you? Even like in a sixth round, there were still guys that to me, like could have at least contributed, you know? But yeah, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like, you know, like I was just, I was confused as well. Because even the Steelers, the Steelers had gotten Najee Harris. Jags had drafted NTN, which I thought those were two good picks. And I sat there and I was like, okay, Buffalo, y'all need a running back because Josh Allen's not going to be able to do that by himself or every year. Right. And and Singleton has not been playing good. Uh, Singleton and the other guys right. and the other running backs for them. So, I, so, yeah, I was very confused on that. And also, what what was going on? What what was the Alex Leatherwood pick was about for the Raiders? <laughs> um, that like I said their their board, whoever's doing their boards, it's you know, it just has some interesting things because and it's funny because they said that if their if their two picks were swapped, no one would be complaining because they they picked up um uh. Trayvon Morig with the, yeah. their second pick. So mm-hmm. people were saying if they had picked Morig in the first round and Leatherwood in the second, no one would have said anything to them. But wow. <laughs> because it was reversed, people, you know, it's kind of head scratchers. Right, right, right. It was a head scratcher for me. And also, and also I think that, that one pick, the Rams, I think the Rams was just, I don't know what the Rams was thinking, but that one pick, was, what's the wide receiver's name? It was like Tutu at war. Or something like that. Um, um I know it's Tutu. I, I just know his first name yeah. is Tutu. <laughs> Wait, was it the Rams? Yes, it was the it was the Rams. Trust yes, me. Yes, yes, Tommy, yeah. Tommy Rogers, I think yeah, I think he was watching uh Bleacher Reports with me, uh yeah. with Connor with Connor Rogers. I think we both was watching all that on our TVs and we and I we was confused about it. And I know yeah. Connor Rogers was like, he wasn't even he wasn't even picked on my on my mock draft and wide receivers. And I was just like scratching my head. So I well I don't know what that pick was about. The man is short. Yeah. How tall is he like five well, or seven? He's according to this, um he's five nine, but he's only 155 pounds. So we're talking they were talking about, you know, Smith being small like this guy <laughs> at 155 like that's crazy lord he, lo- he looked tiny when they showed them on the film so i just didn't understand what the rams was doing as well so it was man it was it was crazy but overall i think i just think i think i think and overall I'm, I'm glad that the um the fans got to experience the, the draft this year, you know, due to that pandemic last year and everything was shut down. So yeah. I, I think, I think, I think that was a good, that was a good, that's a good sign for things to come. I don't know how many people is going to go to the games this year, but I think a lot of people are itching to go back to the games, even if it's tailgating. I think they want to do that as well. Yeah. I, I think now that, you know, vaccines, is, uh, they've gotten out and, you know, stuff is starting to slowly, you know, open back up. I know in the, um, I think in New York, they're saying that um, the the city is going to be open for 100% in July 1st. What? Yeah. Wow. So they, 
And that was, that's the thing, that was the mayor, you know, what Cuomo was saying, we might be able to open up even quicker. So they've been oh, having a fuge no, this, this whole time. <laughs> so we, we, it's, it's to be seen, but yeah, like signs are pointing up to that, you know, things can somewhat start getting back to uh, maybe a new norm to say, because it can't be the old yeah, norm. It's a, yeah, it's a new, yeah, it's a new norm. People still should wear their masks because we don't even know what's what's out there. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a scary sight, but you know what? <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, if we can at least go to the games and, you know, be able to hang out with friends and family and, you know, go, you know, not even go to the games, at least watch the games, have a beer and, you know, and grill, grill. That's that would, that would be the yeah. best thing because a lot of people miss that right now. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've been to a tailgate. So, <laughs> oh Jesus, me too. The last time I went was uh with a good friend, Gabby. Yeah, shout out to you, Gabby. And <laughs> and I I got it. He made he made like homemade Long Islands, and wow. I got I got I, yeah I got wasted before I got in the game, and I just went in the game, <laughs> just sat there, blurry dot like. <laughs> This cheering, and then when the, and then uh, I think it was the matter of fact, it was the Jets versus Dolphins game, and Don and they was losing, I think, 21 to zip at halftime. And I was like, you know what, it's time to go. <laughs> and then I think I finished watching the game at BBQ's in Manhattan. <laughs> oh, wow, right? So, yeah, I'm but I'm missing the tail, but I'm definitely missing the tailgate though, man. That's that's very exciting, but yeah, I think that's it for this week, you know. Um, not much to talk about. I think next week we could give y'all the undrafted, the undrafted guys and get more into them and, and some, some good topics for y'all. But that's it for the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at um, Just Fans Podcast. And follow Kyle at Virgo Damas. And you can follow me, Davin, at Davin and Y, the number two, and MD. Um, until next time, we take a flight, man. Take flight. <laughs>